Uh, hey, Byron, we do have an episode that is ready to go. Uh, it was already recorded. It's in the hopper. But in light of events happening this week, we thought it was appropriate to uh, come on to, I guess, the virtual air and comment on the situation in Ukraine. Um, you were just there a few months ago. It's crazy, man. It, 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 we were just talking about how we were going to go to Lviv together because it was such a great city. You know, this was, I mean, it feels like it was yesterday. And when I was there, there was this thing in the East that was happening. I didn't go to the East because it wasn't safe, but there was a kind of a Cold War standoff mentality. And to what it's escalated to seemingly in less than a month is just insane. And to think that I was there in in, um, Kiev, where which is being bombed and it's fighting for their life right now, you know, as a tourist a few months ago, it's, it's crazy to think about. And it, and it really sucks. It feels, it feels very helpless um, looking at what's happening from afar. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I, I wasn't there, so I, I can't comment on, you know, the environment or the people or anything. No, but, but we, we talked, is... we, we talked about it and it wasn't, it, there was right. never any mention. It did, you didn't feel I would have mentioned if there was like, well, everyone's talking about this or there's an there's an air hanging over the city. Like we had a normal conversation because it was a normal trip. Right. And, you know, the bottom line is uh, Vladimir Putin decides to invade a sovereign nation um, on, you know, with no basis at all. So. Right that's kind of where this sort of comes from, you know, that's where that emanates from. And that's, it is interesting that you didn't, because those, they had the, you know, quote rebellions in the East uh, with, with those territories and, and, and some, I guess you could call them Russian sympathizers, or I'm not even really sure what the correct way of phrasing that is, but like, you know, but overall in the, in the city of Kiev and where you were in Lviv, like there was no, I guess, talk of like, oh, well, this is something that's definitely hanging over our heads at some point uh, in terms of like something that could be imminent, even if it's, you know, maybe further in the future. Yeah. And and Kiev uh, um, is really far away. I mean, we talked on the pod about how huge the country is. It's it's I think the biggest in in Europe. Um, you know, if you don't count Russia, which is sort of its own thing that spans a continent. Um, so it was all very far away. That would, it would be like something happening in, in New York, um, but you're in California. And so you just, you wouldn't even really think about it. Um, but man, it's, it's, it's awful. I, I've reached out to some of the people I've met, uh, friends um, who are there Um uh, one is in Lviv and, and doing all right, but but they have a whole life there and they are thinking about how to move forward because they don't know. I mean, Lviv is probably the safest part of the country to be in because it's so far away, but that's been hit as well. And, and the Russian military can st- seemingly strike wherever they want. So someone's whole future um, is up in the air now. And they have a business and they live there. And it's 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 just awful how this is and that that's 
that's obviously not the only person this is happening to. This is everyone in Ukraine now has to worry about if they're going to have a country um, in the next right. few weeks. Yeah, and we saw as we record this, uh, you know, there's currently fighting and bombings uh, happening in Kiev uh, as yeah. the Russian military tries to, I, I guess, encircle and then take the city uh, to presumably depose the government and, um, you know, put in their own uh, government, you know, for that. So, as you said, this is a major, uh, you know, it's a understatement to say it's a major event for those who live and and work and you know just have have their lives in ukraine yeah and it's the whole country uh, uh, my friend um, nazari who played the violin for us uh, in prokarava the l- little village um he was in ivanko uh, or ivano uh, frank frankiviska um which is sort of the biggest city near prokarava and he heard the the missile strike when they when they struck the airport there uh, so it's it's the whole country, even though um, Kiev is the focus right now. But you know, if that if they take Kiev, what are they going to stop? No, I think they're going to continue on. So it's it's frightening, and they're they're worried about the future. Um, but you know, if a few people I reached out to expressed gratitude that um, the Western countries are have their back and are doing what they can, and you know, I I don't. <laughs> I didn't say you're welcome or anything because it doesn't feel I I'm maximum sanctions or cutting off this and that. I, I, I don't know. It feels kind of helpless. It, it feels kind of useless. Um, right. Even though they're appreciative of what we're doing as a country and as a, as a, an alliance of countries, it feels, uh, it feels helpless. And I don't, I don't, you know, I want to be able to say it's going to be okay. And I've said that, um, but I'm just not sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, we just wanted to uh, comment on the situation and, you know, send our, yeah. our love and our thoughts to uh, anybody in the U- in the Ukraine. And also just, again, I'm with you, Byron. I don't know. I mean, there's obviously people who are, you know, smarter than me trying to figure out how to navigate this situation as it is, but it, it's very difficult to watch these things happen and, and, and not feel like you want to help in, in whatever way you can, again, especially with a, a large nation like Russia that has a, a very capable and, and huge military, uh, take, uh, uh, a smaller, again, sovereign, completely sovereign nation. So, yeah. But even yeah. despite that, I, I, the, the, the people I've talked to have been defiant and hopeful and oh, right. believe in their country. And, and, uh, I'm in Nazari even said, Hey man, uh, we're going to welcome you back sooner rather than later. So I said, uh, let's do it, man. I'd love to. I'm bringing Landon with me. <laughs> That's right. I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to go. And it's, it is incredible to hear the stories and to see the resolve of uh, the Ukrainian people. Um because it's uh it's just an awful it thing. It feels but... like that's all that's all that's left cuz you know, we, right. the these western countries aren't going to send their militaries in. Right. Um so that the this is it. They're they're we can give them money and and guns and things, but if if the people on the ground aren't willing to stand their ground and fight uh, against what are large odds, then none of that stuff matters. But it seems like Ukraine is, 
certainly going to fight hard, and I, I hope uh, I hope that's the case because I um, I loved it there. I, I thought it was one of the one of my favorite places that I've that I've traveled to. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, go back to again. Um, you know, yeah, like absolutely. Later, absolutely the uh, the the totally effing lost uh, uh, liberation pod live from <laughs> Lviv with you and me. <laughs> Libation, libation pod. Oh, there'll be plenty of that as well. Absolutely. Libation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a, a drunk pod from from Ukraine. Yes. Put add it to the list. We're, That's what I want. We're doing it. That is what so I want. So stay strong, our friends. Uh, uh, we've got our our, uh, our our regular scheduled podcast um, that we recorded when I was in Slovakia coming up, but we we just felt like we had to talk about this because um, it it sucks and it's heartbreaking and and. You know, I'm talking to people who are there now and, and I'm everyone was super nice to me and it's just a great place. Yeah. OK, well, thanks, Byron. And uh, stay tuned right now. We'll uh, we'll run that regularly scheduled Slovakia podcast. I like to follow you on the map. No, it's good. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good you're like um, you're like my Ned. You know, you're back in the control room <laughs> and then I'm I'm Spider-Man out, in, out out there in the world. That's good. I'm glad that you went with that and not Penny and Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Damn it. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Totally Uh, Slovakia, Byron, mm. you, you have, you have traversed the, the, the roads. Yeah. I drove, to, I drove here. To Slovakia. How was that? First I of all, did. uh, it was great. The drive, the drive, um, you basically head straight North from Budapest and you're on these winding little roads, country roads. Um, and it's just rolling hills and beautiful countryside. I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed driving. I, I really like driving around these places. It's a great way to see um, to see a country or several countries. In this case, it's just you know it's expensive to rent cars, and there's the added stress of if something happens to it and you're not right. in your home country, stuff like that. But. Uh, I thought this would, was a short little trip. So I, uh, yeah, loaded up the rental, but it's, yeah, it's very beautiful. I also enjoy when you cross the border, which now is nothing, but you, all the old, um, infrastructure for when you actually had to show your passport and get a stamp in the pre Schengen EU days. So I quite enjoy, uh, I quite enjoy going past, uh, dilapidated, border checkpoints that are now just open. <laughs> I think that's a, a cool little thing. And it says, welcome to Slovakia and all that. That's great. Um, so where did you, yeah. so, okay. So where are you now? Where did you end up? All or... right. I ended up in Banksa Stevnika. All right. Okay. Um, I had never heard of this until a few days ago, but I was so close to Slovakia and I'd never been, and I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time, but I, I thought it would be, worth checking out. So I basically looked at some lists and did some research in Banksa Stevnika came up as something very beautiful. I, I like 
pretty pictures <laughs> of places. I know that sounds <laughs> that sounds very basic, but I like it but the it pretty is pretty pictures. I do, I do, and then I think, oh, I can take pretty pictures like that, and then get mm-hmm. likes. Um, but that is, uh, it is basic, but it is a part of um, my decision process. I do like photogenic uh, places to go, and this also seemed like it had a lot of history and some unique sites, uh, which it which it does, and it just seemed charming. It seemed like a charming little village nestled this is if i could use one word to describe this place it's nestled it is nestled. tucked it is tucked into the hills and and um it is actually in a caldera which is a sunken volcano oh in a volcano and this is a rare occurrence this this happens um only a few times per century so will the, there'll be thousands of volcanic eruptions in a century. There's there's only there'll only be like seven or eight calderas formed in a hundred years, and this uh, this didn't happen recently. This was thousands of years ago right. that there was a volcano here and then it sank in. Um, but so you're in a you're in a, a a bowl like a like a bowl of rocks. <laughs> that sounds that sounds horrible. Uh-huh. You're but in you're in bowl. a um, a circular valley, a caldera, let's call it. And and this town is just nestled in, into the side of one of the, you know, little mountains that is uh, formed from this place. That's great. Yeah, looking at it, it does look, you know, to use a trope, it looks storybook, we'll say. Yes, yes. And it's been preserved. It's been, it's actually been a surprisingly important location over the years. It was a mining town. Uh, for thousands or uh, about fifteen hundred years, um, there was there was silver and gold here. So this was always strategically very important. And the old kingdom of Hungary, uh, which we talked about um, with the dude with the uh, preserved hand, uh, right. began in the thousands. Um, this was part of that whole region, and. Uh, the big problem happened in the 1500s when those those uh, pesky Ottomans Turks they blew north and they uh, they took Buddha they took Buddha which we talked about last week Buddha and then they they headed north to the rest of the kingdom of Hungary which um, this area was a part of back then and this was very important all the mining was here the first ever mining school in Hungary in the Hungarian empire was in this small town. And so it was very important to protect it. So two castles were built, uh, including one that I saw, which is called the new castle. Um, even though it's very, very old and, uh, this was erected. It's, this is an interesting looking place. It kind of looks like a, like a girthy rocket ship. It's got a big, (laughs) it's got a big, uh, center center turret and then sort of four round turrets that look like rocket boosters uh, surrounding it. And it's perched on this little hill and you go up there and you can see why they built the fort there because it just has a commanding view of the surrounding uh, area. And not only would they use this um, place to defend against uh, against the Ottomans, but they would also, because it was elevated, they would send smoke signals from here and so would other mining towns around the region. Okay. And so Lord of the Rings style, 
they would send messages to let the, the, the let them know that the enemy was coming and position their forces accordingly. And this area was never taken. There were attempts, but it never it never fell. They would look and they would see, look, there's smoke billowing from the girthy rocket ship. <laughs> yeah. Usually a bad sign, but in this case it was it yeah. was good news. Intentionally. Uh, but yeah, but it's cool. So you go up, you can go up in the castle. There's several floors, and they have um, they have era specific guns and little cannons and artifacts from from 500 years ago when Crazy. this was an active military structure. Yes, and you also get a just a delightful view of 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 the nestled, charming storybook village from up there as well. Yeah, it's all it's all nestled in. Did you feel now were you transported? Did you feel like you were uh, you know, in another era and another time? I did. I did, especially because of the the I chose to uh we've talked about my my hostel staying habits, but <laughs> I chose to treat myself. I'm getting towards the end of this uh this version of the trip. I end, I decided to treat myself and I saw this Airbnb and I couldn't believe that it was the price it was. It was about, I think, 60 euros a night. So about 70, 75 bucks a night. I'm staying, I stayed for two nights. And this was, I couldn't believe it. This was like a former, uh, a former palace or I, this could, this room could only be described as a chamber. This was not a bedroom. This was a chamber. You walk in, there's a little dining room. There are paintings on the wall. And to your left is this uh, huge marble bathroom with a standalone tub right in the middle of the marble with really high roofs and ceilings. And then you go into the bedroom or the, the main chamber, as I refer to it. And it's just, again, high roofs and there's paintings on the wall and you just feel like a, if not a prince, then at least some sort of Slovakian baron (laughs) as you, as you gallivant around this room. And uh, the paintings, I don't think they were real because uh, Mona Lisa was one of them. Okay, (laughs) sure. So so usually a sign. But but you got the vibe. The vibe was, the vibe was classy. Uh, and, and also you had a wonderful view. You open your windows and there's windows on, on two sides here in a corner room. And you're just looking on to sort of the main intersection of the town and intersection, uh, you know, this is not Bundy and, and, and Pico we're talking about. (laughs) This is, this is a sloping hill and there's a giant church across from you and you're looking up cobblestone streets and up to the, to the rest of the village up, up the street. Um, and, and, and speaking of that church, every hour it would play a jaunty tune. Uh, unlike, unlike regular church bells, this was an orchestrated, event uh and and if you could i i sent you a version of this yeah you should play this yeah so for i the have folks. so every hour uh uh you would hear this wonderful tune now that is that's like music box level yeah um, that's 
it the town literally has a fairy tale soundtrack <laughs> every hour. Also, you, so that? you were taking that from your phone. You were that was the first sound you heard was you opening the window. Yes. So and it's got was it like I mean it sounds like it was not like unpleasant but like loud you know what i mean like yeah it was loud because i think the whole town is supposed to hear it uh but i was right across the street from it but i will say it stopped at 11 p.m i believe 11 p.m was the last time that it uh does that because i could i could i could see at three in the morning it being not as charming like ah yeah this is not what we want please don't no. do this anymore right yes no no but but it really added to the to the magic of of that airbnb and just the town and just the town itself but uh yeah so we, you're getting the vibe now it literally is yeah. they play fairy tale music <laughs> they they're leaning into it at least yes yes they are um so i i saw the new castle which was very cool and i also saw something uh well well should i tell you what i saw or should i tell you the things i did not see because they were closed for the season or is that just a big tease (laughs) (laughs) no i mean what was there anything that you were like very disappointed with that you well first of all why does it close like so why were things closed that i guess because it's cold and people don't come oh so they just they just close it like straight up yeah so november to march or something they just or october to march something like that it's just closed And, and it's all a financial thing. I I mean, I get it. I didn't begrudge them uh, uh, for this. Um, You know, they're not American because we would (laughs) keep that stuff open all year round. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, Well, but think of it like a water park, you know, the water parks aren't, aren't open. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so there's the, a water park there that you really there's, there's no yeah it's a it's a everything is a thousand year old except for the the uh the water blaster uh twirl experience <laughs> right yeah no but the mining museum is closed the the they don't mine anything anymore, but this is what kept this place going for thousands of years right and you could go in the old mine, which is right under the town. And you're given helmets and cloaks and <laughs> it sounded, wow. it just sounded awesome, man. So yeah, that I was <laughs> bummed. And the other one, uh, the other place, uh, well, this, this is not closed for the season. I just didn't realize that, um, it, it said it cl- closed at five and I went at four fifteen, but the last tour was at four. And I'm and I'm leaving tomorrow, so I I missed it in that couldn't, fashion. Couldn't but it's it. a a love bank, um, all right. Okay. The, the only supposedly the only love bank in the world, and so this is where people can uh, can can store uh, symbolic uh, stories or keepsakes of friendship or love, um, um, and they can store it in an actual vault. Uh, below this old house uh, in in uh, in the town here, so it is a love huh. bank. Think of it, you know the seed vault. There's an island uh, in Arctic <laughs> Norway where yeah. they keep seeds from all over the world, so that if disaster strikes, you know we can we can start anew um, with the seeds. So it's like that, but for love. I see. So, well, I just mean, just as know, valuable that could be interpreted in many different ways. So, yeah, yeah. um, 
So a, a lot. Did you now? Did you now? Did you make a deposit? No, I did not make a deposit in the Love Bank because uh, I'd missed the last tour. And if I, oh, I said, "Can oh, I right. join them?" Yes, I said, "If I could join them," and they'd like, "No, you would miss the first. There, there was like a whole explanation." Anyway, I, I tried rules. to talk my way in. Yeah, it's a love bank, the the Fort Knox of of love security. So that you know, I that's on me. I should have gone a little earlier. I didn't, and now I'm leaving. So, but but this is a place I would definitely like to come back. I think it would be lovely in the summer. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe I will come back and uh, and <laughs> and make my love deposit. Okay. Yeah. In here. Yep. Yeah, but enough about the things I didn't see. Sorry, folks. <laughs> but uh, something I saw, which was very good, uh, is called Calvaria Banksa Stevnica. So a, a cavalry, not cavalry, not horses and guns and and wild west. That's cavalry. Uh-huh. This is cavalry. You know the Christian thing. Right. I was very confused. Did you, as a kid, think that they were the same thing? Um, yeah, until I noticed the L, uh, right, sort of not. Okay, well, you know, but you yes, were maybe I, a sharper kid than me. I, don't want to brag, I think but... I was like eighteen, and I'm like, wait, the religious thing is different from the cowboys. The, wait, it, it... they put Jesus on horseback and then ran him uh, into <laughs> the field of battle. Hmm. Hey, oh, that's a right. good idea. We'll get Mel Gibson to direct. Of course, uh, no. So this is He's a super a Cal- hot right now. Calvary, <laughs> we can get him at a discount. Uh, so Calvary, I believe, is sort of the the story of Jesus's last days. It's that it is it is um, that's the emphasis of the whole Calvary thing. Definitely very cr- Christian. Um, and so a Calvary is sort of a, a church that honors that journey. And you're thinking, okay, this is uh, fine. But what makes this cool <laughs> is that they built it up the side of a uh, of a lava, uh, not a lava tube, but a lava column that's in the middle of the aforementioned caldera. Crazy. There was a lava column that just froze or or whatever lava does when it cools down. It formed into just a big mountain and when they built this thing in the 1700s, they're like, well, let's use this mountain. And so there are two churches, one sort of halfway up and then one at the very top of the mountain. And then there are 22 little structures. They're like, they're like houses for gnomes or something. (laughs) And they are, they dot all the way up the hill. And each one is a different story of Jesus's final days. Um, I will be honest. I didn't, I didn't, you know, delve in uh, sure. to that, but I I wound my way up the hill, and then once you're up there, you have this beautiful uh, church, but you also have just a 360 view of the caldera and the town, and it's just it's just very it's very spectacular. It sounds gorgeous, and also yeah, it sounds like if you're gonna tell the story of Jesus, doing it on like a a petrified lava column. Is like the most metal way to depict. Uh, oh, for sure. Jesus, I think. Yeah. And it's just good advertising and marketing. Like, <laughs> oh, what's that? 
dope looking structure that goes up the hill that I've never seen before. Oh, well, it tells it tells an interesting story and maybe you'll like it. And then there's a church here. So (laughs) you only get halfway up before you go. Wait a minute. Wait (laughs) a minute. I will say my one major disappointment. Someone had left two bottles of water outside one of the little one of the little chapels. And I was very, very disappointed that they did not turn into wine when I had returned on my way back down. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what they were hoping for too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it just didn't. I I would saw it too quickly. Maybe it, it takes it takes an overnight to turn into wine. Yeah, um, but you just uh, give it some time. Yeah, and just another thing that I've I've seen on my adventures that uh, I had never seen before. And I as as I've said many a time, I love stuff like that. Just something completely uh, unique. Very interesting Unique. and, uh, yeah. and you know, like you said, something that, hey, you know, you didn't know it was there and then you're here. And the, the crazy thing is you just ended up in this place. Like, so you, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't have any real like preconceptions going into this whole town? No, no. I'm, you know, I know it looked cool and it, it was small, which is kind of what I was going for because I've, uh, yeah. I've been hitting some big cities and I figured since I have the car. There's no train that, you know, goes to this place because it's pretty isolated. Uh, I, I would I tried to maximize the advantage of having the car. Good place. So that's to why I went to lay this. low for a while. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, let exactly. the heat down, you know, exactly. Let that lava cool, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say uh, uh, it, it, yesterday evening, it was just a beautiful I could tell it's going to be a beautiful night, cold, but beautiful. And so I kind of just drove the car around the, the hills surrounding the town and found this one spot right as the sun was setting and the sky was just purple. And it was really <laughs> talk about fairy tale vibes. Just right. that was that was uh, Max fairy tale vibes for me. So I, I enjoyed a, a rare quiet moment in my in my travels. That's great. It sounds beautiful. It sounds like a yeah. good uh, respite um for for, sure. for everything have you did you yeah. did you go out did you eat anything interesting did you uh yeah did you meet I mean, anybody I, no i didn't really meet too many people again it, it was off season so right. <laughs> uh, a lot of these places it's just in. me yeah. well yeah and people are wondering why i'm there I, I get that a lot um especially in places like this uh, um my dining experience and it pairs actually it pairs with um, my challenge, uh, my challenge this okay, week. Good, but I went to um, a place called uh, Pivovar ERB, and Pivovar ERB is a it started as a brewery, and they brew their own beer, uh, their own Slovakian beer in this in this place, and then, but it also is now a dining room with with a full menu, and talk about cozy. Walking in on a cold night to this wooden dining room with just beautiful light. You've got the beer. Um, what are they? What are the big uh, the the big beer making uh, uh, things? What are those called? Like Not a, silos? No, but like, like a, I don't um, know. You call them a kettle or something, or maybe a kettle. Like a, a tank. A, you call them a tank. A, yeah, like a beer tank. I feel like there's a anyway. Yes, a giant beer it. tanks are right in the middle of it, sort of old looking, ornate, um, and it's just uh, wood roof, and it just feels just so cozy, like like just the perfect place to go. And so I went in there, and I decided this is a great place 
to complete my challenge. And I took a quick look at the menu. And when the waiter came over, I said, Rebra apivo, prosim. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, thank you. You laughed easier. At least the waiter hid their laugh when I when I said it. Um, but it, it worked. It was off season, they, so they hadn't. They're you know they're they're not practiced yet. They're like yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. No, everyone actually spoke pretty good English, but I, I gave it a shot. So what I said, "Rebra uh, apivo prosim," was ribs in a beer, please. So they they had a special edition beer, and I I do not like beer. But I thought, I'm here, this is very, you know, this is, if I don't have a beer here, that that would be a crime. And so I ordered a big plate of ribs and a beer. And it was uh, just a, just a nice uh, combo. That's good. That's a, that's a good, that's a good enactment of that challenge, I feel. That was very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I was tempted to go the, the bathroom route, but uh, right. uh, luckily I went in a, in a much d- a different direction. But but all good. Um, how how were the uh, yeah. how were the ribs? Oh, they were great. Great. They were great. Yeah, they are not. They are not. Uh, uh, they're not as good as Joe's in in Kansas City, right? In but the I mean, states, how, which how could they be? They they are not right. They're not as good as that, but nothing is. But uh, they are always the ones I compare um, everything to because they're the best I've ever had. So that makes sense. Uh, yes, yes. But uh, so yeah, I mean, kind of a kind of a short pot. I've only been here two nights. Uh, many sites were closed. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I definitely I I thought this place was wonderful. I definitely want to come back here and spend a little more time, uh, especially maybe in, in, in the early fall or summer. Um, and I want to go, I want to go in the mine. I want to, I want to check it out. Yeah. That sounds cool. And, yeah. uh, and you know, you got to go back for the water park. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> when, they, when they build their water park, <laughs> they get that water park up. You know, you have to, you walk up a bunch of stairs learning the story of Jesus before you yeah. hit the slide. So that's all good. That's good. And then on the way down, it's just, uh, you know, pictures of, of the, of the, uh, of the rebirth. Um, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, this is a nice little, this is a nice little break, but where are you going next? All right. So next up, uh, uh, driving back to Budapest, uh, returning the vehicle, and then I'm flying directly to Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh boy. Capital of Denmark, where I'm meeting with my friend Max, who, if you'll remember from from uh, the the the, uh, the Torin Pod in Poland, uh, we met and uh, uh, became fast friends. And so I am meeting him and and I think about twenty of his closest friends who live around Europe, <laughs> uh, and we are all gonna hang out and check out Copenhagen together. Uh, for I believe it's called Denfest. It's also been called Maxfest. I'm on a I'm on a text thread, so it's it's Max getting Fest. a couple different names. Uh, I think I think Max is pushing pushing Denfest because he's a humble he's a humble gentleman. Um, but I'm really excited for this uh, to to be a part of this group. Even though I've only met Max, I haven't met anybody else. Um, but I'm really excited. I think we're going to do a bunch of stuff. Um, over the next few days and uh i'm just i this is copenhagen's been high on my list for a long time so i'm i'm excited that's great um yeah you're gonna enjoy max fest and 
and and have a good time. Okay, yeah. so for your okay, all right. So let me think about a challenge here. Mm, um, Copenhagen, so, Denmark. Copenhagen, yes. Denmark. You're gonna be at Max Fest. I want yeah. you to. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be cold. 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 Yeah. Copenhagen. Um. Okay. <laughs> nice. So nope. That's don't reward me for things like that. Huh? Um, Print the t-shirts. <laughs> Okay, so you're at this. You're gonna be at a, with a bunch of other people, yeah, uh, from all over Europe, right? Indeed. Yes. Um, okay, so I want you to. <laughs> uh, oh man, what do you do? You offer, um, in not not in a negative way. I want you to offer. <laughs> I want you to offer a uniquely American perspective to this mm. to this party that you're that you're about to enter into. We be got it. We've talked about we've had a couple of things like this before, but just like you know, some sort of good ambassador move. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, all right, big time. You know, something, something. I don't know what it is. I, you know, this, so this is very free to interpretation. Mainly, I just want to hear about Max Fest. Uh, that's yes. that's what I'm most excited about. So, Excellent. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Excellent. So, uh, my challenge is to be an ugly American. That's right. Perfect. That's correct. Yep. That you got Perfect. it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Byron, where yeah. in the meantime, can the good people find more information and consume all of the content? Yes. At totally effing lost E F F N. That's the Instagram. That's the Facebook. That's the website. That's the YouTube. Some, some new YouTubes dropping soon. Uh, yeah, so check that out. And also, if you like the pod, um, please leave it a, a five-star review wherever you are listening. It really helps get some new eyeballs and, and earballs uh, onto this pod. And hopefully we'll, we'll grow and, and become larger than you could have ever imagined. Uh, oh that, is, that is not a threat. <laughs> this is not a threat. More powerful than anyone <laughs> but it'd be cool. ever my, gave credit for. My dream is to do a live read. For money, that's my oh, that's my yeah. dream. That's you know, I, I listen to podcasts. Podcasts accompany me around the world, and um, you know the live read. It's part of it, and then to get paid days, to pod, it seems like a dream, doesn't it? One of these days, we'll get you. Uh, we'll get you shilling a my pillow or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> of course, of course. Ladies I mean, I'm not. Cancel culture is real, and it's affected my pillow in the various ways. <laughs> oh, boy. oh i mean yep. we're open my pillow we're open to it <laughs> at this stage at this stage our political beliefs mean nothing that's right nothing at all um yep. byron thank you so much safe travels to copenhagen and thank you uh, sir i'm very excited to hear about max fest so max fest. have a good time bye Yo, we've been all around the world.